Today's episode is brought to you by the She Leads Podcast Network, the first network for women by women. Visit SheLeadsPodcast.com to learn more today. Welcome to the Creative Visionaries Podcast. My name is Tori Barker, a digital marketing specialist, business owner, mom, and you guessed it, a creative visionary. This podcast is about inspiring business owners, building connections, sharing success stories, and motivating others. Join me on this journey as we tap into your true potential and unleash your inner visionary. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us on the Creative Visionaries podcast. I have the pleasure of introducing you today to our guest, Brandon T. Adams. Brandon is an advisor, investor, and video marketing expert. Brandon, welcome on. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you for having me, Tori. I'm excited to be here. Uh, About me, uh, in a nutshell, I'm an entrepreneur, TV producer. I do some advising investing companies, but my background, I grew up in uh, Northeast Iowa. So I grew up in the Midwest. I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. I started in the ice business of all things. So I sold ice for a living. And then I transitioned into more of the online world, looking back a decade ago when I started creating videos on my phone. And then kind of fast forward, got into fundraising, eventually TV production, which is interesting. You look at selling ice to video production, like where does that even come into play? But it did come into play. And so that's my background. I love the, it's a wide range, right? You can cover everything from ice to video, right? Exactly. (laughs) And everything in between. (laughs) It's good. I have you today because I want you to share some of your experiences um, in your entrepreneurial journey. Um, You're very successful in the businesses that you have and that you've invested in and and the people that you're helping coach and grow um, to to grow their own businesses. So I'd love to hear what are some of the secrets that you have to building relationships and businesses with influential people? Yeah, you know, here's the thing. If you're building a relationship with anybody, whether business or whatever you're doing, it comes from a place of, for one, always be a good person. I think, and just to state that, like be a good person, but also how can you help that person? The number one mistake I see people make is they go into something just wanting something. And so the beautiful thing about having a podcast show is you could say, hey, I'll bring you on my show and I'll promote you to my audience. But in return, you actually get to learn from that person. That's what I love about podcasting. And I did years ago because I wanted to learn from other people, but also wanted to give back to them. So how can you come from a place of adding value to that relationship? And more specifically, if you want to connect with somebody, let's say of influence or a high level or somebody you want to do business with, go in at the long game. How can you learn about them? Like if they have a book, read their book. Do they have different things you can look at online? I mean, we live in this world where you can find anything online. So how can you learn about them, understand really about their background, and then find things or ways that you can help support them and achieve their goals. Because if you can help support them and achieve their goals, they're not going to forget that. Reciprocity is going to kick in. And then they're going to say, hey, how can I help you? So, yeah, again, come from a place of value. But also, it again, it's a long game. So many people try to go for the quick win. doesn't work that way. <laughs> it's how can you get in for the long term? In any big relationship I've ever had and now people I've been in business with or do business with today, it started with me a long time ago, knowing that and having them on a podcast show, ordering their books, maybe hiring them to speak at my events. And then eventually we found other ways to work together. And then obviously the money came and all the other opportunities, but add value. 
nonstop. Yes. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I always say, you know, come from a place of service, which is kind of the same same thing. And, you know, I really feel like when you present yourself that way, and if you're authentic and truly come from that place, people will know and recognize. And then that helps to to harness that relationship even further. 100%. Exactly. And so do you have like a certain platform that you use or what's the best way that you connect with these people? Do you use social media? Do you do networking? What, what types of um, uh, outlets do you use for the connection part? So I think the quickest and easiest way is through, if you, if you do meet somebody in person, obviously in-person connections are valuable. And this is why I go to events, I put on events because you really gain that connection with somebody on a deeper level. But I also use personal videos. I know this sounds really simple, but it's actually crazy because most people don't do it. I actually do this every day. I'll do it for birthday. Sometimes you might hear me singing happy birthday, which you don't want to hear. Um, <laughs> but I'll do a birthday video. I'll send a personal video. I'll, I'll send a video via social media because it makes you stand out versus a regular message that you can't, you can't really see the emotion behind it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there could be an emoji, but there's a lot of communication that happens through facial expression, smiling, like we're both smiling right now. So it's more likely we like the other person. It's proven <laughs> when you can actually see somebody's eyes yeah. that you're more likely to trust them. So if I was wearing sunglasses right now, I would be seen as less trustworthy. Another thing, mm. your hands, this is so deep into our subconscious over years. Like it, you look at, if you can't see somebody's hands, the first thing you look at his hands is the person have a weapon in their hand. And I, I know like that's going really deep, but it's really like ingrained into us. So if you could see somebody's hands, oh, they seem safe. But also there's a lot of communication that happens with your hands, especially when I'm talking. And so think of all those different things that give you an advantage when you're talking to somebody. But even if you want to take the next step, if you look at, let's say you're doing a sales call, mm -hmm. I would do a video call all day because you're a lot more likely to build that rapport and trust and be able to get your message across more effectively that allows you to get that deal. So personal videos and another one is really events. I mean, I've been doing events for a long time. When you bring people together and you create an experience for them, like an example, like I just reached out to a friend that I met at a Tony Robbins event in 2015. And we had an experience together where it changed our lives, but we had that experience together. And before that, that I never met the guy before. Yeah. And because of that, we were, we did multiple things together we, friends we went and did different business things together but it all started with an experience we had together at an event and this is why i think really the powerful thing about events is getting that experience with a group of people they don't forget about it and then they remember you it's like a camaraderie you know what i mean or even when you if you did a frat fraternity or sorority like people have this camaraderie they experience same thing happens for events yeah, I think that's that's uh, something that's coming true with podcasts, right? Like we touched a little bit on yeah. podcasting and and when you interview somebody, you have this, you know, a conversation and this experience similar to an event, you know, one on one, but not the in person. So it is another uh, a level of connection that just takes it a little bit deeper as well. It it one hundred percent is like this right here. This conversation, I I you what you just said is what I say too is like. When you have a podcast experience together, especially when you do a good interview, there is some kind of experience that you don't get in a, whether you're having a regular conversation. But if you're doing a podcast show, we're having this conversation. We're know that, we know this conversation is going to go out to other people. 
So it's just a different kind of approach to it. And you build this bond that is unlike whether you're not doing a podcast show. So again, that's why I love podcasting. I know, you know, I tell people, um, my podcast is like eavesdropping on a conversation because it's like, for me, it's podcasting is, uh, learning on steroids. I know I mentioned that before, but for me, it's like, I get the benefit of learning from my guests that I have on and asking the questions that I know people are either thinking or are going to be, the question's going to come to mind while they're listening. And so it's like eavesdropping on our conversation and everybody benefits from it. (laughs) Exactly. It's a (laughs) win-win. Definitely. So let's talk about closing deals. So we talked about kind of the personal relationship, building those relationships long-term. Um, so what are some tips for becoming better at sales and closing those high ticket sales once you've had this rapport and long-term relationship with somebody? You know, if we could just do sales 101 a quick, like there's sure. a couple things I think are important for everybody. I mean, the, the video, again, that's one tip, like doing video, but I think the most important thing is having understanding of what you're offering and having the conviction that you really believe in the offer because it really is belief in what you can offer and what that can do for somebody else. Because if you can communicate that value of what, hey, this is what I offer. Here's how it can help you. People buy into that. If you have uncertainty or what you're doing, people can sense that, they can feel it, and they're not going to buy from you. So it's having that conviction Another thing in sales too, a big mistake is you got to ask the right questions, Mm. which allows you to understand what somebody wants. And then you speak into those needs, but also listening. The more you listen, the more you learn, the more you learn, the better you can communicate effectively, which will turn into a sale. So listen more, (laughs) ask the right questions. Again, the the facial like one-on-one communication through Zoom helps knowing what you're offering and actually knowing I can help that person. Because for me, like, if I don't think I can help somebody, I'm not going to sell them something. Yeah. I only want to, I want to provide value to somebody. If I really think I can help them, I then take it personal. And then I make sure in some way we work together. And it, it, sometimes it might take more time and they may not be the right timing, but they're all saying that most sales are done between the seventh and 19th time you approach somebody mm-hmm. over time. And so you think about if people are seeing your content online, they're seeing something, they're seeing offer, they're seeing something, they're constantly being introduced to it. And then maybe you meet them in person and then, okay, wow, I've been seeing your stuff everywhere. And then the sales like curve journey, it goes shorter and it's more likely to convert sooner. And so those are my few tips around it. Again, it's really simple when you think about it. it. Know what you're offering, believe in what you're offering, ask the right questions, find what people need, speak into what they need. You listen more and then that will help you get the closes you need to help that person. And it's, it's providing value to them to help them achieve their goals. No matter what you do, you think about any industry, you're helping them. You're giving them a better experience in life. You're making it so they're not as stressed. You're feeding them food. You're, yeah. What is the thing you're doing to provide for their need at that time and, and communicate that effectively. And then one other thing is, creating a great experience for somebody Mm. when you can create a great experience or even add value to that person before even they exchange dollars with you. Yeah. They're going to be like, wow, this person, they provided so much value. I can only imagine what it's like to work with them. The part I've never understood Tori is when people I've had this before, people are like, just to get on a call or the time. I mean, I get busy people, but even for them to provide any kind of insight through like a text message, They'll be like, I'm going to charge you for that. 
I thought to myself, like, really? Like, come on, give me a break. (laughs) So those are my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely agree. And, you know, one of the things I think that uh, entrepreneurs struggle with, um, you know, the sales, like, right, we'll get the sales down. And, you know, we we build those relationships, we, you know, bridge the gap by being on social media and doing video and this sort of thing. But the one thing that I think hangs us up is the high ticket items, right? So there's, you know, a lot of conversation that I hear is, you know, you can sell a low ticket item, the mid level, and then the high level. So, it's just as hard to sell the low ticket than it is the high ticket. So why not go for the high ticket? But it's like an intimidation or, you know, maybe that's the conviction and knowing what your offer is worth and the value in it to go for that high ticket versus staying in the low to middle range. Do you have yeah, any? This is a really good conversation. I, I'm, I'm curious to ask you, what do you see as the mid or high ticket level price range? Well, from I think your standpoint in, in in the industry, you know, my industry right now, I'd say like a thousand would be low, you know, maybe 1500, 2000 mid, and then like five to 10,000 high. Okay. So I'm just curious because every industry is different. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, if you're listening, I'm, I'm always thinking like at the highest level and the all levels are different, but here's what I've learned is the more somebody pays, the more they pay attention and if you can build a real personal brand and become a person of influence, you can charge more than anybody else. And I learned a long time ago that I didn't want to be the, the we we'll call the cheapest guy or most inexpensive or bargain. Yeah. I wanted to be the guy that costs the most, but provided the most value, but also was known as the best. And so how do you do that? You work with very influential people, but also you have a track record of success. And so for me, I, I've had ranges just to go through like, and I, I really honestly haven't had that much success with the lower ticket items, but the higher ticket items for me is 10,000, 25,000, 100,000, 150,000, and even a million if we're counting retainers and stock and companies. And yeah. so from doing those kind of programs that I've sold before, and by the way, when you first think about it, it it's kind of like scary to think, wow, like I could sell this because where I'm from, just so you know, Tori, where I'm from, if you're making 40,000 a year, you're actually Rich. doing pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> and so the fact that I'm selling a $150,000 program or whatever that may be, they're like, what? Is that even a thing? I think this is a good exercise for your listeners. Think about if you're, and I got this exercise given to me, I don't know how many years ago. If you were to sell a $100,000 program, what would be in it? And it makes you think like, yeah. Maybe you got VIP days, you got weekly calls, you got whatever it is. And then it starts making you think about what's possible. And so I did that exercise. And then I started to think, oh man, I need more than a hundred. It needs to be this and this. And then I sold a couple and I told you, I'll tell you the conviction, the belief and the confidence that was gained in myself was it made me unstoppable. And so, and also there are clientele out there that they actually won't even consider working with you if you don't charge at least a certain amount. Right. And so just a couple like thought process, psychological ways to look at things like that. And so the more you charge, the more somebody can get to work with you. So yeah. let's say they do a group coaching program, maybe it is five or 10,000 for the program. If they want to get you like one-on-one, maybe it's a 40, 50,000. If they want to get you for like, an advisor for the company and really kind of more invested in it. Maybe they pay you a six figure 
um, the annual fee, but also maybe they pay you stock in the company. So the mm. more the person gets of you, and you could, it doesn't, when you start out, it could be a 500, a 1500, and a $5,000 offer. Those could be your tiers. But just know the more somebody gets your time, the more they get one on one with you, the more you should charge. Because once you really realize the value of your time, that'll change everything. Because yeah. we only have so much time. Like even this time here, like we can't get it back. So right. you got to really be conscious of how you're spending your time and what's the price you put on your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went I on a rant there. <laughs> no, 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 that was awesome. It was perfect because, you know, I mean, that's exactly right. And I think one of the other things that you didn't mention, but I think is a big part of it as well, is um, mindset, right? So yeah. the mindset that you have around yourself personally, your business, whatever it might be, or any um, you know, anything that might be holding you back in your mindset, like, oh, I can't make that much money or, you know, certain things yeah. that you tell yourself, like those are things that you have to work on as well when you're looking at these high ticket prices or offerings that are, you know, bigger than what you've done before or leveling up to where you want to be is making sure that your mindset is on point, right? <laughs> it, it's got to be on point. And I'll tell you one other thing I didn't mention is, being able to charge something like that high tech items is being around other people that do charge that. And then it's, it's understanding that if I wasn't around the big thinkers and the big business people, I wouldn't ever think to think that big, you know, because again, I was so used to what I'm used to. And that's why it's powerful. You think about, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with those people, how they think, how they communicate rubs off on you. And then you start thinking in that way as well. Yeah. I always, you know, uh, mentioned that I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. (laughs) I want to make sure that I'm surrounding myself with people who are just a step ahead of me or a little bit smarter than me so that there's room for growth. Because for me, growth and, you know, educating myself and and accelerating to that next level is is huge. Because, you know, for me, if if I'm around this huge network of people, then that just elevates me and then helps the businesses that I can help. You know, it's just like a trickle effect. You you learn from those people. And Find people that have expertise that you don't have that can supplement you to make you more powerful in what you do. And and especially having to build build your dream team. Who can yeah. be that dream team? Who can be the people you, you're going to on a regular basis? I have so many people I call on, whether mentors or coaches or advisors, because I, I know what I know and I know what I don't know. Right. And what I don't know, I find good people that know how to do that. So then you can be really whole in what you do. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about, you know, investing. So we've been kind of investing in our time and investing in our growth. And what do you, what are you telling people for the best investment that they can make this year, 2022? So I look at it this year. So investing, there's different forms of investing. So like you think investing, people think investing in the stock market, maybe you're investing in a regular stock or crypto, or you're investing in a company, angel investing. So that's one thing is you're allowing your money to work for you. But a lot of times, like it's it doesn't come a return overnight, right? So that's one side. The other side is investing in specialized knowledge. How can you gain such a unique specialized knowledge that you have talent where you could provide value and get paid for it? And then also, how can you invest in a personal brand, your own brand around that, your niche, in my case, video marketing, put on events. How I've invested in that over the years that gave me credibility that allowed me to charge for my services. So that's one side of a look at it. The other side is investing in your relationships. This is the number one thing I did early on. And I had read the book, Think and Go Rich by Napoleon Hill. Have you, have you read it, Tori? I have not, no. Oh, you got to read it after this. So 
not like right after this, but you got to order it. <laughs> I got to go. I got to read. No, got to go. <laughs> it, the book made me realize that your network can be so powerful for you. And I understood a long time ago, I, I found people that had already achieved what I want to achieve, but they're where I wanted to be down the road. They were doing things at the highest level. So I found ways to invest in them and different ways like buying their books, getting their attention through hiring them. In my case, from putting on events, hiring them to speak at my events and then finding ways to help them. I'm investing in that relationship, which ultimately eventually going into business with them allowed me to make more money and to grow in all areas of my life. And so what's the best investment you can make in 2022 in you, in yeah. your network, in relationships, maybe going to events or going and putting yourself in positions where you're around the right people like we talked about before. In 2015, I'm looking back in time, I used to travel around the country. I would literally drive across the country and get a hotel and all this and like just to meet with somebody for 60 minutes. Wow. So what was I investing in? I was investing in my network and friends be like, why are you doing that? Why are you flying across the country doing this? I'm building my network up. And so that's what I really believe will always be a great investment ROI. And if you look at it long-term and the compound effect, yeah. it will be exponential for you if you do it right. Yeah. And I know that you have an event uh, that you're putting on the end of this year, yeah. October. Tell us about the Rise and Record uh, Mastermind event. Yes, Rise and Record. Whether I hope you come to or you are like the kind of person I want there. I love your energy. Uh, I, I love bringing people that like to really just be all for what they do and, and really a story. So Rise and Record, what is it? It's about rising up and sharing your story and doing it specifically through video. So I started with a camera. I just did a post on this on social media. June of 2014, I bought a Canon 70D. My girlfriend, now wife, she was recording me. I was creating videos. I was posting. I was podcasting at the time. And so I started sharing my journey with the world. And what I started doing is I started building a community, but I was building a brand. I didn't know it was called a brand at that time. But the more I shared my story, the more I got people to really buy into who I was, more people ended up buying from me. And so I learned that storytelling is the most powerful way to sell, but also it's the most powerful way to inspire and motivate others. Yeah. The most powerful way to tell a story is through a video. And so Rise and Record is all about sharing your story specifically through video and using it in different tactics for video. So that's the event. Um, I love it. It's year two. It's in Nashville. We got some great speakers. We got some great entertainment. Um, and if you go to the event, what do you take away? You're going to figure out how to share your story specifically through video on social media, which a lot of people don't understand to do. Yeah. And I can tell you the ROI from it, if you do it right, can help you in so many different ways. Yeah. And, you know, just to, to make sure people know it's in Nashville, Tennessee. It's October 19th through the 21st. And it's the Rise and Record event. So you can find that on, I believe it's riseandrecord.com riseandrecord.com exactly Perfect. well okay so now question because as you are talking this my wheels are spinning right i'm, I'm yeah. listening and i'm hearing all this stuff so through video i've i agreed i'm in digital marketing i totally you know have a huge proponent of video right so yeah. talk to me about your thoughts um building a brand for the company versus building a brand for like me right so i have my company creative marketing and then i have me yeah. tori so 
Is it a really good question? Is it important to to do video for both, or should the brand or they two separate brands? Do you do video for both, or how do you intertwine the two? They're they're two separate, but also they kind of intertwine in a way. So think of I'll, I'll give it example. So you, you, your what's your company called? Creative marketing. Creative marketing, which does like digital marketing and maybe video. Okay, yep. so you got creative marketing, and then you have Tori over here, right? Yep. So Tori is a personal brand. She is a personal brand that's a part of the creative marketing company, and she's the founder, creator of it. So you, as a personal brand, who? What is your brand? Your brand is who you are, what you do, and how you help people. So who you are, Tori? It's your background. So like you talk about where you're from. Your, your hobbies, but also what you do for a living and, and sharing more of who you are as a person because people buy from people, especially right. if you're wanting to do speaking, you want to do, you want people to go on your podcast show, you want to do a book one day. All these things tie into a personal brand. But also if people know who you are, they like and trust you and they know that you have this creative agency, they're more likely to hire for that. So your personal brand helps drive sales to this. Yeah. So that's one side of it. Now you have the, the business. The creative yep. the agency over here. Mm -hmm. So for that, it still shows a bit of you as a person, a part of that company, and you're doing more strategic value-add content. You're yep. sharing tips and advice, and you're giving everything so people know that you're the best in that space. They know you for that person, but also you could be sharing testimonials from people that have had experience from your company. You could have different people, part of your company that are sharing content around the company. You could have videos that are custom that's just around what the company does. It's overall, it's about a company and what they do to add value to other people. It's not so much a personal brand side. Right. There's still some of that, but it's more focused on what you guys do for a living, who you help, how you help them, and speaking more to your avatar. So there's yeah. two sides of that. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So it means you got to create more content, uh, but they definitely supplement each other because if you think of, think of Rise and Record, it, there's no, like, I'm a host, my wife's the host of the event, but if I wanted to one day, I could sell Rise and Record because Rise and Record is its own thing. It's right, it's a, it has its own platform. Right. Brandon T. Adams, nobody's <laughs> going to probably buy Brandon because I'm a personal brand. But if I ever want to leave the other entities I have and sell them, which I've done before, yeah. then I can transition my, what I do to another thing. And I've done that over the years and I just changed my messaging. I'm still the guy from Iowa. Yeah. I'm still the guy that had the TV shows, all that, but I'm the guy that does this thing now because it, it may change. And that's why I think it's so important for people go back to investing. If you invest in your personal brand and specifically video content, you put yourself in a position, no matter what happens in the market in the time to come, if you have enough people that like and trust you, people will buy from you no matter what it is you do. And they may not buy from you now, but they might buy from you down the road because they're going to go to the person they like, trust, and know. That's yeah. why it's important to have a personal brand. Love it. Look at you. Just drop the Woo. mic. <laughs> Brandon T. Adams just sharing the stuff. <laughs> That's good. Well, you know, I think that we can go on for, for hours, right? I mean, I can ask you questions, but you know, I respect your time and I appreciate you and, and sharing your knowledge and being here today. And, and so, you know, just any final words that you want to share any final wisdom uh, for our listeners, uh, I'd greatly appreciate it. 
Yeah, first off, Tori, thank you for allowing me to come on your show. For all your listeners, I'll tell you this. This changed my life a long time ago. The quote, whatever the mind conceives and believes the mind achieves. Whatever you conceive and believe you actually achieve, but also whatever you think about the most is what you become. Be very conscious of what you think about because that ultimately becomes your reality. And secondly, if you want to hang out with us at uh, Rise and Record in Nashville, Tennessee, go to riserecord.com. I'd love to see you. I'd love to help you and connect in person and not DM me on Instagram. Let's let's have a combo. Brennan T. Adams. Awesome. And then uh, any other place you want them to, to visit? Uh, favorite platform? Instagram, I'm assuming? I, I, I'm at Brandon T. Adams everywhere. So wherever you're at, just DM me, whether it's Twitter, it's Facebook, it's LinkedIn, it's Instagram. It's not hard to find me. <laughs> well, Brandon, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for sharing your knowledge, your insight, expertise. And I hope everyone got just as much value out of this as I did. And we'll see you guys on the next show. Thanks so much for listening to the Creative Visionaries podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, or share with a friend. Also, make sure to visit us online at creativevisionariespodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And stay tuned for more episodes to come. And remember, it's time to tap into your true potential and unleash your inner visionary.